Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go down with that shit. Play it, sir. Play the violin. Oh, you wanna pull up the wheel? Nice. And I mean, oh, yeah. the wheel. The country's also on fire, so it wasn't yep. that much better outside of your school. No, and then, yeah, yeah. The, it finally, like, cooled down near the end of the day, and someone was like, and the election. And I was like, I haven't even thought about that. Thanks a lot. Like, now I'm even more <laughs> stressed. <laughs> well, uh, if if our listeners can't tell, it's the day after the election here on uh, Never Seen Any of This. My yeah. name is Andy. I'm Sammy. I'm TJ. Name Raymond. And uh, we don't want to think about that thing that happened yesterday. The crazy thing to think I mean, about is that this episode still will happened. come out and the, the thing, decision yeah, yeah, you... will be made while the, when this episode comes out, so... Will we be happy at that point? Will we be sad? All right, Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> we're we're here to talk to our buddies for the next hour and a half or so. Yeah. About about what we've been watching over the last couple months because we haven't had a roundup episode in in a while. Quite quite a while. Yeah. So we I got it. we got we got some stuff to cover. So I say we've done put this on before. your put on your boots and spurs. It's time for a roundup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> People know the deal. We've done this before. We've got our little wheel, and mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna stick to it. So, well, uh, after I take a look at Sammy's bookmarked uh, favorites on his little uh, internet browser here, we got some behavior warnings. Oh no! Don't look at those bookmarks. <laughs> Ooh, who are you giving citations to, Sammy? Ooh, um, wow! If you're lucky, you. Oh, Ooh. it's kinky. <laughs> is is Frontline like the like the 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 flea and tick? Yeah. Is that what? Uh, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Uh, that's it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I need that bookmarked at all times. Throwing, just, throwing, it's yeah, throwing Barb under the bus for <laughs> terrible. Hygiene. Unless it's you or Kenzie. Or no, both. even better. Oh, it's our like sub, where we go to like put in a substitute. Like they're the front line apparently. <laughs> like I don't know what the Not, meaning behind oh, front line is. Oh, that's heroin. On the on the on the front lines fighting the good fight. Yeah, exactly. To make sure that you can. Lie about being sick so you can watch anime for a three-day weekend. <laughs> Not what I was thinking about when you said uh, something about a sub bookmarked on your bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my work computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get you fired, Ty Pennington, why don't you move that bus? Yay. Move that oh, bus. I that. Oh, there's sound on this one, and I think I'm the only one that can hear it. Great. Yes. Yeah. Can't hear shit. Oh. All right. It wasn't too loud. I was it's, worried it was gonna blow out my eardrums. It's Raby Baby up first. It's Raby oh, Baby. Okay. Yeah, I hate that too. Okay. I, I hate that I repeated it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you should be. Uh, I want you to spend the rest of this time that I'm talking, thinking about the mistake you just made. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I'll start. I saw. I finished a couple weeks ago the um, the final season of The Good Place. The oh, NBC the show, last one? yeah, it is um, uh, from Mike Schur, who also does. He did Parks and Rec and mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, and this is this is another one of his shows, and it's uh, it's gonna be, I think, hard to. I, I don't really want to talk about what happens in season four because I think it's all yeah. a big spoiler, but <clears throat> I want to say that I finished it, <clears throat> and um, it is. Excuse me. <clears throat> he's, oh, he's going to cry. Oh, is it that? Really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> <really touched> him. <laughs> man. Uh, Poor Raymond. No. Uh, I think that season four of The Good Place was 
um, a really excellent conclusion to a show that is like one of the most bizarre sitcoms I've ever seen. The whole premise of The Good Place is essentially like the main four characters have all died and they're in heaven. And so it's like them trying to figure out how, what like what it's like to be a good person and what it means to be a good person and morals and like I what just, do you do yeah. in the afterlife. <laughs> I watched the, I think the first two seasons, uh-huh. I don't think I've watched the third one, but yeah, just the whole like, are we even in the good place or what is yeah. the good, you know, like that whole, it, right. it has, it brought in so many like cool ideas uh-huh. throughout the show that I really liked. I think season four really, it really, it's, I, don't, I wonder how much they had written in advance because it feels really well plotted out and they like, even from the beginning of the show, each episode is called a chapter and so literally the whole thing is like chapter 50 something or whatever it ends on. Um, but it, it, it's like a really nice conclusion. It's now the second show from Mike Schur that I think has a perfect ending for a sitcom, which the other one I think is Parks mm-hmm. and Rec. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine died and had a perfect ending, and then they brought it back. So <laughs> <laughs> that show, we'll, we'll see how that, that ends up. But uh, The Good Place, yeah, it's it's excellent. If you like the previous seasons, it's it's worth a watch. And if you haven't started, it now has like, there's only four seasons. They're short. They're sitcom, like, timing so they're only like 20 30 minutes until the last season there's an hour long finale but before that it is like you can watch the whole thing and it's one complete story it never loses track of what the story it's telling and it's some of the most fascinating uh ideas i've seen explored in television much less a sitcom and it always it it, it gets you good there's some good mm-hmm. one-liners and like like bits that just get you laughing so hard in that show it's scary. one of my favorite bits in the later two seasons is that jason manzuka shows up because oh, he's like now a might sure regular and he yeah. is like the whole premise of him is that he's like a heaven robot but he's a malfunctioning one <laughs> so he's just that, a like, dumb boyfriend for the first yeah, part of it <laughs> yeah basically but like they can make him like he can do anything and conjure anything he wants like he's a weird ai but like because he glitches out constantly he just fucks up so like he'll be in a suit and tie trying to be fancy and he'll like summon a martini glass to try and summon like drink a martini but instead it's just a glass full of olives <laughs> so dumb little gags like that where he just like is doing the exact wrong thing at any moment but he acts like it's totally normal uh yeah, yeah everyone in the show is doing is a is a great like ted danson like the third or fourth sitcom he's done like a great job on which is it's so funny that dude can just like that's his whole career is just bouncing like sitcom to sitcom for 50 years. <laughs> I have watched two full seasons of the good mm-hmm. place. And current, when we were watching them, um, we went to my parents' house cause they had, uh, Xfinity mm-hmm. and we went to go watch the first two episodes mm-hmm. of season three because Hulu only keeps like the most recent five episodes. Right. right. And there had been like, eight episodes or something like that there had been mm-hmm. seven episodes so we were like okay we'll go watch two episodes at my parents house and then we'll come back to our house on on hulu and be able to keep watching mm-hmm. and we didn't realize that there was a new episode that night so we uh. came back and there was one episode missing and especially <laughs> in season three it was kind of like you need to watch every episode you can't right. skip an episode and we never got around to watch that episode so mm-hmm. now that they're i think they're all on Netflix they're all now. Is... yeah that and peacock yeah. that was the thing we we had to wait for was like hulu was doing the same thing to us but the, it's been available on peacock for like six months now they were when they were like at first starting peacock like they even advertised it on hulu and youtube 
as like mm-hmm. if you want to watch all of the good plays it's only on peacock i was like i don't have that and then when it finally came to roku for Pe- for peacock to be available on roku it was all available but also they just mm-hmm. put the whole thing on netflix anyway so yeah. we just watched yeah. it all on netflix so that's what took so long because otherwise i would have mainlined that a year ago yeah right. yeah so now that it's all on mm-hmm. there i think we'll probably watch the rest of it because i've heard nothing but great things about it's, this yeah. last two seasons. it's fascinating and, and it's like it I makes loved you think what i had seen mm-hmm. yeah good show good yeah show. It, i couldn't recommend it enough it is it's a sitcom that ends it knows what it's doing it has an interesting take it's cool and i also appreciate that it knew where to end mm-hmm. that they were right. like okay we've we've done what we wanted we don't know how we're going to keep topping it so instead of letting it go into mm-hmm office territory where there's right. probably three to four more seasons than there needs to be they said right. well, let's just end it here and people it'll leave people wanting more but that's kind of exactly what you right. want to do so well and it's know. a show that's very story based where like yeah. they started with a very specific premise and there's they twisted it multiple different ways but i don't know how many like i don't know how they could keep going unless they just like invent reasons to keep going it right. seems like it's a very finite amount of like story they were planning on telling but the way they get there is is incredible i cannot recommend it highly enough nice sweet all right that was that, a good place wheel. to start thanks yeah. guys oh, oh fuck you <laughs> raymond oh, agreed no. at first <laughs> i did it took me a second to realize what you did oh no Ten. all right oh. all right boys I, uh, <clears throat> great. <laughs> you went and got COVID. I'm not, uh, no. So here's, here's, here's the deal. I went and saw Tenet here in Spokane. And our now movie we'll spin theaters. the wheel. Cause you don't get to talk about any of it. I'm just well, kidding. No, I'm, it's going to be, it's going to be a very vague, uh, a very vague explanation of my feelings on Tenet. Mm. Right. Um, but basically our, our theaters opened up back here in Spokane. Tenet's the only thing that I have wanted to see, wanted to see, and they're really pushing the app to see it in the movie theater. So what I did is me and Emily uh, looked on the app, waited until there was a screening at three o'clock in the afternoon where there was one other, one to two other people in the theater, and we went and saw it in an empty theater. That's go. exactly what we did last Friday. There was we wore our masks, we enjoyed being in a theater, and. After all the buildup, after the months of wanting to go, after all the controversies that have surrounded Tenet, I thought it was fine. <laughs> that's that's Yay. the most consistent take I've heard from. Too it. much buildup. Yeah. I I think it's a movie that uh, is going to benefit from rewatches mm-hmm. because I think it's a very cleverly written movie in the way it's structured and the way it's set up. I think it's a really cool movie. Everybody in this movie is incredibly hot. <laughs> Every single person in this movie, starting with Michael Caine, stunning, especially Michael Caine. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Just you have blowing. you have uh, Robert Pattinson basically doing <laughs> a Christopher Nolan impression. You have right. He's even um, dressed like him. <laughs> yeah, John David Washington is the lead, and I think probably one of my biggest things with Tenet it, it boils down to the the one of the things that represents the thing that bothers me the most about Tenet is that the main character doesn't have a name. His name is the protagonist. That is what he is credited as in the story because (sighs) it is so uninterested with giving you his story. (laughs) It is about the mechanics of the movie, how it works, 
what it does and it's intentionally confusing and what i think i think that christopher nolan was trying to do what he perfected in inception where that movie is a uh two and a half hour long movie where the first hour and a half is just setting up so that the last hour of that movie can just play out in spades basically with mm-hmm. no dialogue where everybody's on the same page so that that last act of inception can just kind of play out like bangers mm-hmm. and not to say i didn't enjoy tenet but i don't feel like it it doesn't pay off as well as something like inception does on the mm-hmm. first viewing at least right um, I think the timing for the movie couldn't be worse. <laughs> it is a movie that is about it is about nuclear war, basically, <laughs> and I'm sure. not convinced that audience. It's not going to be the movie that's going to save cinema. Audiences well, aren't going to go back to the, the exactly. Hype it had. Yeah, audiences aren't going to be dying to go back and sit in a movie theater for three hours to watch a nuclear war drama. <laughs> basically, I think. Uh, all of the practical stuff that is established in the movie is outstanding and that's why I would why I personally would suggest seeing it in the movie theater mm-hmm. because all that stuff plays out great on the biggest screen possible. And I'm I feel like I'm sounding very negative, but I think it's the circumstances rather than how I felt about the movie because right. I did enjoy the movie. But I think I would probably put it in a mid-tier Christopher Nolan for me. Mm-hmm. I th- I still think I like Inception the most. How was or your not sound? In- Interstellar. The sound was great. It was. Did you hear dialogue? (laughs) Yeah, I I actually could. Uh Because I Um, I heard a lot of people early on like had no idea what half of the dialogue was, but that may be of just like the way that the theaters were calibrated. But that's something that gets lobbed at Christopher Nolan a lot. And I also think that like the movie is not concerned with you knowing every single piece of dialogue. Right. I feel like the movie is more concerned with you get the gist of it. All right, good. Let's keep going. Right. Like that's how I felt the entire time I was watching. It was like you got the gist. All right, good. I feel like we're seeing uh, what Christopher Nolan is like his version of Robert Zemeckis's like fascination with like CG characters and making them more and more real. It's just Christopher Nolan's got like this checklist of things he wants and he just puts them in every mm-hmm. movie. And this is just like bare bones. He did that without the rest of it. Yeah. And he's he's the sole screenwriter on this movie. Mm. And I feel like sometimes he is translated better when you get Nolan filtered through another writer's screenplay, like his brother, who I think is a better writer than he is. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, other people that have written scripts. I feel like the Nolan things that are great get filtered through a screenplay and that's how you get something like inception or interstellar mm-hmm. whereas this is completely unaltered nolan it is nolan <laughs> it is absolute nolanist <laughs> so would you put so it, it um above or below dunkirk i liked it more than dunkirk okay mm, i still have to see that too yeah you guys got to see uh, that anyway, and i was like oh, I, wait. yes yeah out of out of all of the Nolan movies, that's the one I probably should have seen. Right, <laughs> it's a good not. movie. It's great. It looked great. I mean, I just have a hard on for Tom Hardy in basically anything he does anyway. Yeah. And, and I've not sought that out on my own, but I should because yeah. I bet you it's 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 all right. Mm-hmm. And we'll do it for the wait. The, isn't the fucking cast. Kenneth Branagh in it? Yes, of course he is. Yeah, and he's also in it. Trash. I'm not gonna fucking watch it. <laughs> he's Never not mind. directing it though, so he's great. Don't care. He's actually really good in it. Grata. Okay. It's just it's trash. Nothing Sorry. with Kenneth Branagh. Wow. Cool. Never mind. My mind's made up. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you hadn't seen it. You knew subconsciously. Wow. <laughs> Sayonara, Dever. Having Kenneth Branagh on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's, in, he's in both Dunkirk and Tenet. So. 
Oh well, count me out. Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> you were oh, no, I didn't out see Tenant a while ago. I didn't see Tenant because of COVID. I didn't see it because of Kenneth Browner. Fuck yeah. that. I can't Great. support I'm gonna that. I'm going to have to go get a bunch of fucking nail polish remover and get the big big Tenant decal off the back of my my uh, Chevy Cavalier now. Darn. This is this, is, this is awful. Yeah. So those are kind of like my light feelings on Tenant. <laughs> I I I enjoyed it. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't encourage anybody that's not living in anywhere in a, in a state where it's dangerous to go to the theater to rush out and see it. Okay. You know, the I only saw it because of like the perfect circumstances that that were like, okay, there's a screening, it's a eight dollar ticket, and there's gonna be like two other people in the theater. Let's let's go right. do it. I plan to see it next weekend for our anniversary. Um, and I'll make sure to come, like, just be like, it was the perfect movie. Be one of those Nolan bros and just be like, it was yeah. perfect. <laughs> That's my plan. So, yeah. I can't wait. That's, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh what's this? I feel like what is it? this is like oh, something that we've talked on the podcast numerous something. times, so it won't yes. take very long. But I watched, binge watched basically all of what we do in the shadows. Mm, and nice. I, I mean, from Raymond's recommendations and Andy's recommendations was what me, got me to finally watch mm-hmm. it. And because I love the movie. Um, but the other main reason I wanted to watch it was because of the guy who plays Laszlo, who's in... Um, IT crowd and uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place like Matt that Perry. was the reason I wanted yeah. to watch because I'd just seen some of his like quips and stuff in it and I was like I gotta watch for that and I would say that's definitely my favorite part but I then I really grew to like all of the other characters too all the other characters are amazing in that show too <laughs> it's just it's so funny it's so great I think it's just a good combo of like because like IT crowd I feel like is that super British comedy where it's like if you don't like British comedy track. Yeah, it's like it's a, you're not going to like yeah. it. Well, I think what we do in the shadows has like a good mix of being British comedy and then like the American mm-hmm. comedy, like a mix of it. And then it's vampires and werewolves and stuff. So it's just it's great. <laughs> it's it's, mm-hmm. it's such a fun show. Um, what what uh, what flavor of it uh, sticks out to you as being more American than British? Just the that it's not all deadpan, I guess, you know, or like dry, because mm-hmm. that's what I feel like IT crowd was a lot of was like. It just being super dry comedy the whole time. Well, I feel like this one, there's slapstick in it, which is, and like, um, just more of like, I don't know how to, I guess like, um, setups and payoffs kind of things. I don't know, like that kind of. I think the more serial aspects of the show are more American than say a British comedy. Mm -hmm. Cause Mm -hmm. it's, there are like arcs to the, to the full season. And like, there's some, there's some conventional, like, cable tv comedy sort of things that are going on in the show but it's it's very much being acted and the delivery is very british you're right from all the different actors Mm -hmm. and some of like the uh there i mean there are certain episodes that feel like they could be straight out of like garth Marenghi. right oh yeah (laughs) just kind of like crazy off the wall we're gonna go do this for an entire episode so uh it's hilarious it is great. Um, Raymond, have you have you watched the next the the newest season, season yet? No. Second season? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm still behind on that. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to spoil too much, but they do, uh, yeah. I do like that they add on. They don't, there is, it, it is like upped, they up it in the second season. I will say, I don't want to spoil too much, but I, I feel like where it, 
ends up at the end of the season, I was like, okay, kind of like, I don't know if we've progressed. It was my only like complaint, I feel like, is that a lot happens, but then I don't know if they end anywhere different than they were in the first season. So that was my only like... The status quo yeah, hasn't right. changed that much by the end right. of the season. Exactly. Yeah, right. But that's so much fun. And there's a, a bu- bunch of more famous people. I mean, there's the, the in the mm-hmm. first season, that one episode of The Council that just has a ton of famous people. They do another one similar to that kind of where there's a bunch of famous people and there's more throughout like i like um is it craig robinson who shows up as a oh. vampire <laughs> hunter like that's, that's great, great. <laughs> like there's just a couple just that uh, random cameos that are just so awesome in it too there's a character that comes in during the second season um who might be one of my favorite creations of of television period and it's mr jackie daytona and oh, Jackie is, Daytona is the best. Might it's be like the, one of the greatest characters of fiction. It's such a one-off. Wow. <laughs> Big if true. <laughs> it's Big one of true. such a like a one-off episode of like doesn't have anything to do with anything else. And I was like, where is this even going? And then it ends up just being the most perfect episode of all <laughs> of them. It's just it's insane and it's so funny. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up too. That that episode is just it's so good. <laughs> and I love also that it like doesn't stray away from like randomly it'll just be like real gory and like just real like yeah. messed up like it doesn't care to like it's like we're gonna just go there because it's vampires just, so like just why not? lets them do whatever so it's not yeah. like it's shying away from anything either it, it's right. like there will be entire episodes that have nothing to do with the fact that they are vampires and then they'll be like okay now they have to rip out someone's throat to just right. kind of at the end of the episode be like well remember this is like a horror comedy <laughs> like his uh his bushes in his front yard are just straight up vaginas. Like it's just yep. like, hey, look, there's a vagina. <laughs> and that's not me. because he's a vampire. So that's just because he's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, highly I'm recommend it. I think it's great. Yeah. I, that, TJ, I, you would you would enjoy what we do in the shadows a lot. I think you yes. should watch oh. it. Oh yeah. I sure wish I was wasn't trash and hated film and television so much. <laughs> and, you know, on that really hurts it. Really. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, I'm, I'm uh, very my, glad I my I'm, life is cursed. I'm upset that I went through it too fast. Is my other complaint is that mm-hmm. I I got through like the the second half of the first season in one day. I was like I went mm-hmm. I went way too fast. I need to slow it. And then I and then it only it took me a week to do the second season. I was like, and now I'm like I wish I had more. I wish I had more to watch. So that's my own fault. I blame myself. You played yourself. Mm-hmm. Played myself. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it was almost. Season four. It was almost. Oh, excited to hear it's about okay. this. I'm, I'm not going to have a whole lot to say about it other than I think. <laughs> I think we can preface that with most of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, the first three seasons of Rick and Morty, I think, are some of, like, the most inventive writing on mm-hmm. television in like the last 10 years period. Right. I'd agree. And with I that. feel, and I think that the, uh, in the last year and a half to two years, the really toxic, terrible fandom that has surrounded Rick and Morty has really soiled me on it. Mm. And so when season four came around, um, I wasn't watching it live. I wasn't watching it, you know, as new episodes came out because I didn't have cable. I didn't have a way to watch it. And they decided not to release any new episodes on Hulu. So because you could only watch... HBO. Yes. But then they didn't. 
Yes, so they, they made a deal with HBO Max that was going to be exclusive rights to Rick and Morty, which apparently is, like, just hasn't happened yet or is not happening because they still don't have season four on HBO hmm. Max. It, it hmm. dropped on Hulu, but it's the season fours have been over for about six months at this point, and it, it's time is such a construct. <laughs> I think they realized that uh, how popular the show is that they can actually get ratings on something like Adult Swim, so they've decided to try and make it as exclusive to that as long as possible before they can dump it all onto some streaming mm-hmm. service. But um, the last, I think, last week they dropped it on. Hulu, the most recent season, and so me and Emily decided we were gonna sit down and watch it. There are only ten episode seasons, and um, I will say, while watching season four, I think the show is as good as ever. I think it's just as creative, I think it's just as inventive, and I also think that the show does a lot to make fun of those awful fans. (laughs) I don't know how effective it is to those people, but they literally have Elon Musk as a guest uh, voice actor on an episode and do nothing but dunk on him for the entire episode. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. And uh, I don't know. I I think that that show is incredibly heartfelt at moments. It's incredibly cynical. It's really creative. And every episode, it ceases to amaze me that every single episode can have the concept that could fuel like an entire franchise of sci-fi movies that they completely explore almost to the upteenth degree in twenty-five to thirty minutes. That's yeah. It always so, crazy to me that yeah, they how much they get into those just small episodes that they have. <laughs> there's an entire episode in season four that is just spoofing the concept of heist movies. Oh, uh huh. Nice. And in that episode, they pretty much explore every single trope inside of a heist movie, and you you it goes from the perspective of heist movies are stupid, heist movies are brilliant. These are why you would like heist movies, and these are why it's stupid, but also why we love it. Like, you go through that entire range of emotions. And I feel like that's a lot of what Rick and Morty is, too. A lot of their episodes, when they do, like, action movie episodes, or it does a lot of that, where it's like, this is why it's Mm -hmm. awesome, but also why it's dumb. Like, the whole, um, where he's pickled, the Pickle Rick episode, where he has that, like, fight with the, the... panther or whatever his name is the the <laughs> and it's well, like super cool but it's also like this is really dumb and that's like the and point <laughs> well yeah and there's even things in the in the season like he mentions that at one point in season four he's like remember when i turned myself into a fucking pickle that's so stupid why do people like that it's so stupid and they didn't even realize that that's an episode about family therapy like that's yeah. what the core of that episode he turns himself into a pickle so he can avoid going to family therapy right like it was right. stupid from from the episode like the episode talked about how stupid that was already like but that's so funny it's pickle rick guys it's pickle rick <laughs> in the heist episode they go to heist con and all the people are cheering and he like turns around and says like shut the fuck up i know what makes you cheer Stop cheering for me. i know what makes you happy <laughs> and it's like that sort of attitude that they have that i'm like I really, really like this show, and I really, really hate the fan base. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, it's, you know, it's funny how that that can, yeah, that can kind of ruin ruin your experience sometimes. It's mm-hmm. like, I guess the main thing that I've encountered that with is like, um, uh, like Odd Future stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, when, uh, like, I worked at Touchmark uh, for like ten years, and that was a big impact on like my musical horizons being broadened. And I remember like working morning shifts, and one of the cooks being like, 
I heard this kid on this like NPR thing, and I really dig it. It's he's called he's called he's called Tyler the Creator. And I was like, oh, cool. And so that like that was the first time that I had heard Goblin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm, and so I was like, oh, that's 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 super neat. And then I got to watch that turn into a big dumb douchey monster. I think the first uh, odd feature I ever saw was at your house, TJ. That I think yeah, you, you showed all us. about it for a hot minute. Probably yeah. yeah, probably showed you to the, like the Rella video or something. The, well, the one, one know, that the, takes place in Nobog whatever video that is where he's like a centaur, oh yeah yeah where like the guy cocaine. shoots lasers out of his uh, penis that turn people into cats and things yeah it's 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 a quality <laughs> music video and and tyler the creator is a centaur that does a giant pile of coke yeah well, it's like a like vacuum a, oh, like a bob wig yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah like you know i don't know uh, it it sucked because then every time i would see like you know some some suburban kid wearing wearing a hoodie and being up to no good or whatever <laughs> spray painting my stop sign at the bottom of my hill how dare you sir <laughs> just like oh man yeah okay cool the well's poisoned now great <laughs> and, i think yeah so it sucks i mean because like objectively you should just enjoy the things that you enjoy. Right. whether right. whether yeah. whether some some hoodlum kids in my in my suburb were, were, were listening to the same music yeah. uh but yeah like it's it's tough when when yeah it's when you don't want to be lumped in with a, that Crap, right I yeah guess is the thing like yeah. i went to a couple years ago the adult swim fest that came here to town where it was like yeah. <clears throat> right before season three premiered uh they had already dropped this the first episode of season three early as an april fool's gag and then they were supposed to have a like the second episode but uh dan Harmon and justin rick uh, justin Roymond hadn't finished it yet so they just replayed that one again the first episode again but they had a bunch of like shows that were premiering soon on adult swim and it was like they got a bunch of food trucks and like to show up and do themed stuff and they gave out like merchandise and it was a fun time and i got to like be there with an entire crowd watching which crazy to think about right now but <clears throat> yeah a crazy like a huge crowd to watch the first episode of season three which everyone had already watched at least once and so we were all together in this like a new episode's coming soon the whole season's gonna be cool and then by the end of season three it's like who do I talk to about Rick and Morty? Because like, <laughs> I feel like I'm like you can't like oh yeah I watched Rick and Morty is you know Pickle Rick right? Ooh. <laughs> you can't like talk about it anymore. Just like whisper it like I've seen right because it. <laughs> it's like it feels talk, like gauche to bring talk, it up. Talk about bird person in hushed tones. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a yeah. lot. A lot of those people what they latch on to is like oh he's so cool he does whatever the hell he wants he mm-hmm. doesn't give a shit about anything he's like the coolest badass in the galaxy but like the right, point it's a fucking of the fight show... club <laughs> yes but it's fight club all the... over again the whole point of the show is that he's like also the saddest individual in the galaxy and yes. is very unhappy <laughs> see this is another uh right off of what we do in the shadows this is another proponent of the shows that i binge watch so quickly and i think that's part of it okay. is like I gotta just get through it all at once so that I can be done with like I wanna really watch it, but I don't wanna be like I gotta just get through it. So I know mm-hmm. I watched season three, like all in one day, I think. So and now it's been the point mm-hmm. where I'm probably gonna have to watch it again to even remember so I can go into season four. It's just so I'll probably take a day to just binge through it all again to because yeah, again, I don't want to talk about it to anybody. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I barely remember what happened. I mean, I remember key plot points, but like I don't remember the overall season. Right. Season season four does have a lot of like Oh, is this what you fucking wanted? You want us to bring back this character? Like that's kind of how it feels a lot of the time. So it does bring back a lot of those characters, only to be like, yeah, is this really what you fucking wanted? 
<laughs> Great. Good. Well, I guess I don't know. I don't know if that maybe just like speaks to a certain level of ignorance about like like Dan Dan Harmon as a person. Yeah. Where like the worst thing that you can do is try and tell him what to do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Because yeah, he's it, it's not going to turn into ashes in your mouth. He's just going to like like really really come up with some really inventive way to like you know like dehydrate his own his own poopies for a while and then trick you into like thinking that it's like cocoa powder or whatever and and then giving you some elaborate like princess bride level monologue while he tricks you into drinking your own poop what the fuck are you talking about dj dan 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 Harmon's level of like investment in like in like vitriol like like he he's he's it's it's like honestly kind of hard for me to go back and like listen to Harmontown town stuff because like he's extremely online <laughs> well like in like in in the in the in the yeah in the dark in the dark dark times mm-hmm. like i mean me and me and dan Harmon were sort of like spiritual soulmates mm-hmm. in that in that regard where i could i could listen to Harmontown town where he was just like you know 18 vodkas deep and yelling about something and i'm like <laughs> yeah buddy <laughs> and so you know i've kind of had to like remove myself from listening to that for right now but like but actually having a connection to something that he writes is, I guess, something that I would like to latch on to. Mm-hmm. But again, like Andy says, it's a tough thing for me to go and like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm going to binge a bunch of Rick and Morty because you now there's a stigma around that a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think a lot of that does come through in the show. But I also think the show has the added bonus of like pointing out that like this is a sad individual <laughs> and it's sad that he's this cynical and it's sad that everything that he does is he's so he's so cynical about everything to a fault Mm -hmm. and i think the show does a good job a good job of pointing that out even if uh the majority of the fan base doesn't get that (laughs) well i'll spin that wheel i'll binge through it andy and then i'll talk to you about it as i I watch it (laughs) (laughs) love love a dub dub Oh shit! Here we go. Hell yeah! Some weeboo, weeboo shit. Here we go. Plus ultra in this place. Spelled that wrong, but okay. Did I? Well, it's gone now. You have no proof. That's okay. No proof. You're the teacher, not me. What do I know? Raymond, tell us about the power of all might, baby. Oh Jesus Christ! Plus ultra. Plus ultra. Go beyond. I watched My Hero Academia for the most part. I am about five-ish episodes from being fully caught up through all four seasons, which is about 86 episodes of anime. And you started from nowhere to, right. to now. How, how, how long did it take you to get that? How, about, watch that many episodes? Uh, a little under a month. So, like, wow. I, I, I had heard Impressive. great things about it from some people I work with. And I was like, you know, at some point I'll check it out. But with an anime that's like this, which is like based off a, a shonen comic, so it like runs weekly. So I was like, it's going to be like a Naruto or Bleach or something where there's like a thousand episodes. And sure enough, each season, like the first season's short, and then seasons two, three, and four are all 25 episode seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, I don't, I'd rather watch like 12 episodes of an anime and be like, yeah, story done. I got it. <laughs> I've watched a season and a half of the show, and I really liked yeah. it. But the the length at which I saw that I still had to go to get yep. caught up, I was like, it, "Oh it's boy, daunting. I'll come back to it at yeah. some point." It's, it's <laughs> yep, very daunting. Exactly. Um, yeah, I I wanted to watch it, but no real motivation to do so because of how long it is. Um, mm-hmm. But my girlfriend had decided that she was going to watch it, and since she works from home and she can kind of multitask, she basically watched uh, the first three and a half seasons uh, in about a week. 
<laughs> like mostly uh, within about three to four days. So she's like, you're going to have to watch this so we can talk about it. And then it's taken me about a month to catch up. So she just finished recently because she was putting off watching the last handful of episodes. But yeah, it's taken me like a straight month of watching like three to six episodes every couple days to, to be caught up. And so now I'm here. Um, Great. It is. It's weird. It's good. Um, it's too fucking long. <laughs> but that's, um, the, the basic concept of My Hero Academia is kind of like um, the X-Men universe. But instead of like mutants being this rarity, it's like everyone other than 20% of the population is a mutant. And so they're like, there's it's a world full of superheroes and villains and shit like that. And so a kid goes to superhero high school, basically. Uh, and that's like the most basic premise of it. And they've got the the biggest hero in the world is kind of like a Superman esque character who's like within the show. And so it's like his interactions with that guy, your your main character, and the two of them, and going to superhero high school. And it's uh it's pretty fucking fun, you know. It's my big daddy all night. Hell yeah, all might's great. All might's great. He's the best. Um, he is a he is a big daddy. And he's voiced by Chris Sabat, so it's the same voice as fucking Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Great. So that's a great big plus. And he gets to do uh, two different voices for All Might. And it's like, one is like a very clean superhero voice, and the other one is like a regular dude voice. And that voice is mm-hmm. Vegeta. So I'm like, the dude gets to show his whole range, all two voices. It's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to watch because I feel like it's not... It's a, it's a, the, the concept of superheroes within the show is not something that you really get as Americans outside of animated kids, like, uh, very specifically for kids, comic adaptations, like mm-hmm. what's on Disney and Fox in the morning for children, <laughs> which I, I miss quite a bit because I feel like at this point, the only way you get real comic adaptations is to, like to watch those shows where they'll do like ad- adapting a whole run of a comic, whereas a movie you'll watch you'll get like one installment every two to four four years and it's like one story so if you really want to see like an adaptation of a comic you're kind of like out of luck unless you want to watch kids tv in america right. so what was I that one like... that was on saturday morning that was like the superhero wrestlers what was that show do you know what i'm talking about uh the no, anime no. yeah i watched it yeah i watched the, a galactic superhero something Oh, that, it, it had like six of, names. Like it was kind of like My Hero Academia and like the super yeah. muscular superhero kind of guys. That was like that was a Fox Saturday morning. I remember watching that. Yeah. That and fighting food ants, where it was like food monsters. They throw they throw make food and throw a card on it. <laughs> TJ's making a such a face right now. <laughs> I watched a lot get of kids on anime. Our level. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a it's a fun concept for My Hero Academia because it's like it gets to be. It's like the comic book kind of storytelling that I miss from like seeing stuff as a kid, but they also do like shit gets intense. People die, get like people get murdered. It feels like I get to watch something about superheroes that's not like the super self serious movie adaptations, but also it's a little bit more adult than like what's on kids programming on Disney XD mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. Spider Man or something, you know. And then you get to explore a ton of like. It's kind of it's like the X Men universe where everyone's got like a weird quirk is what they call it, but it's like it's everyone's got like a weird mutant ability, where like one person can be like there's my one of my favorite characters is a guy who just has like a crow's head and he his, he yes. gets like he summons yeah. like a dark like in the darkness he has like a shadow bird that comes out of him that's like his evil persona, 
but that's like mm-hmm. his that's his superhero thing but he's basically like a 2000s mall goth when he talks and like <laughs> nothing but edgelord like I, I live by the sword and shit like that. but like in the same I universe the power of god a, and anime on my right. side <laughs> yeah it's just like that and he only talks with like dark wings dark words kind of shit you know but then there's other characters who like uh one guy gets his powers from from like sugar so he like can be super strong if he eats sugary things so he becomes like a super baker and he just like eats sugar but then like yeah and another character like has like uh auxiliary uh plugs on her ears so she like plugs them into the ground to do sonic waves or whatever Mm -hmm. they're very yeah very unique and uh creative for sure yeah i think it's a i think it's a good starter anime for someone Mm -hmm. who's like looking to get into it it's like it's palatable enough to where it's not like yeah. Devil Man Cry Baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's like what my that. girlfriend's that's... watching, or my girlfriend watched it, and she wants us to watch that, too. So, because that's oh, on Netflix, I think. Please talk to me about that. <laughs> oh, that yeah. I will when I get there. But, yeah, so, you know, I really like My Hero Academia, but, like, I think the biggest problem I have when I've, I've gotten in some fights with my girlfriend about it is that, like, I I hate this format of anime where, like, no, no offense to the storytelling, like, I get why they do it. I've watched many in my time. You know, I watched all of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you know, I watched I watched all that shit. I watched all of Yu Yu Hakusho. I know how it works. But, like, in an episode of a TV show that is, like, 20, 22 to 24 minutes long, there's a minute-long intro, a minute, like, a, or a two-minute-long intro, a two-minute-long outro, a 30-second recap, a 30-second preview <laughs> of the next episode. <laughs> and by that time, you're getting, like, 17 to 18 minutes worth of story. And then I like if they they go through a lot of stuff within the show, but it feels like I'm at like a snail's pace getting through story because like Uh I'm only getting 18 minutes of story at a time for every like half hour I'm watching. And I'm just like furiously trying to scroll through every unnecessary bit. So because I got 25 episodes a season to get through. And it's like if you just made like five episodes or six episodes a movie. I could like which they do for some anime which it's not very common because you know, that's not where the money is but like if you just edited all the story into like 90 minute long movies I would watch the fuck out of that and I would love the experience so much more because I hate and they being, did do like, movies I hate movies being, like, now. 10 episodes later and being like oh we're just I just want I just got through a storyline that was like they went to a place at like 9 30 in the morning to like take down a raid and then 10 episodes later it's like four in the afternoon i'm like (laughs) i want to like and then they finish that and that was the story arc of the season and then there's Uh like eight more episodes left after that we're like well that was the big story so now we're like on to filler now but it was like that was one day (laughs) the whole story arc of the season was one day Every five episodes or so, isn't there just like an entire like recap episode? Yeah, I kind feel like of. There's quite a few of those. Right, and the biggest problem is like it's very smart of them. They're very smart. Where like every recap episode actually has like three to a four little... minutes of really like really important information, but they like <laughs> seed it one minute every like five minutes. So uh-huh. you're keeping like when's the new shit, and it's just plopped to you in little bits. So like you gotta watch the whole <laughs> thing if you want the one like. Well- there was one at the beginning of season four has an episode that just literally runs through for the majority of its runtime. There's 20 characters that are in like this high school class and it runs through which each one of their power, which like what each one does is their power and like reminds you of who they are. And then like the last two minutes is a new piece of information. 
and that was the whole thing. And I was like, I could have just read that on Wikipedia. <laughs> TJ, you can talk to Dragon Ball Z where it takes like ten episodes for them to throw a punch. So <laughs> <laughs> I, that's yeah. <laughs> But I'm always baked when I watch DBZ, so that just feels like real time. And I, I love DBZ, and I love that they they realized that about themselves and went back and did Kai later. But even though even if that didn't quite work, like because they had to like redub a lot of it to make that work, and they couldn't get the right voices for some of those things. But I like the approach to like take out the stuff that's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's the biggest hangup is like this show started in in 2016, and I am at the end of season four which wrapped up january of this year and they are still in the first year of high school yeah and it's like because like a whole season will take place over a month and it's like oh all this stuff happened and it's like this has been like three days where let's let's get some progression going here come on and i think that was my main gripe and we Uh can get moving on but was that like the end of the first season was they fought these huge bad and like huge it was a huge fight it was like people got hurt Uh like it was intense and then the start of second the second season is like high school olympics here we go yeah it's it's a whole new arc that's like 10 12 episodes (laughs) that's that's not that doesn't match up like they just fought real real shit and but oh nope now we're back to high school that was where i was like okay well they kind of yeah that was my my girlfriend seems to think it's good and perfect and there's nothing wrong with it and she's gonna get (laughs) mad at me when she hears me say that (laughs) so i'm saying it just to troll her basically but uh you know i'm familiar with how shonen jump style like based comics begin become turned into like a show where like right. the shonen comics are like weekly strips in a comic book, a large compendium. So it's like you easily can translate that into like a thousand episodes that take place over the span of a year, whatever. Right, and I, I was, <laughs> I've talked about how um, I was, I watched the first two seasons. So then I uh-huh. was like, I'm gonna read the first two seasons to start watching uh-huh. the third season because I don't want to re, I didn't want to rewatch, and right. it is like page for page like even like panel by panel the same exact thing like it's, sure. there's nothing they take they're taking exactly the same thing in it right and i saw that a lot when i was reading through attack on titan that they just mm-hmm. they're basically just taking which is really cool to see mm-hmm. that they're not cutting anything out but at the same time they're not cutting anything out the, the so. thing I, I find really fascinating about my hero and shows like and full metal alchemist which i did previously is, is it fascinates me about japanese storytelling in this way in that like they take these really long serialized stories and then tell them in sitcom level uh time formats mm-hmm. where like i get like it, it feels weird to me as like an american who consumes things mostly like like dramas in 42 minute to an hour long clips where like instead they're doing like some serious thing happened but 10 minutes later we're on to the next episode where like we recap that two minutes ago something serious happened and then we're back onto the next thing so it's like by the time you finish a season, some big shit happened. But it's like, you're ha- it's happening in such a small clip in episode to episode that yeah. it's like really we're we're there already where we're doing this thing now. When like <laughs> I, I would much more feel you know better acclimated to it if I had like forty two minute to like hour and a half long episodes where you just took all right. the meat of the story and just gave it to me. Mm-hmm. I would love it so much more. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've had a good time with it, but it's such a time sink. When I'm like, yes, I, I almost feel like when the show is over, if I the season five comes early in this next year and like, I'm sure I'll keep up with it as it's airing. Uh, but it's like, 
once the show is over or it's to like a significant portion i might just like download all the episodes myself and cut it into like all the shit out of it and just put it into like movie long files on my computer and that'll be how i watch it from then on out there you go there you go (laughs) i've got one final question for you raymond Mm -hmm. are you watching then on subs or dubs it's dubs oh no Oh. Yeah, you can kill me. That's fine. It's a Funimation <laughs> dub. I've, I trust them, and they're yes, it's my it's my childhood. I talked about it in Full Metal Alchemist. Like the majority of voices are voices I grew up hearing. They're like in every anime. I'm fine with it. I think that dub is fine. I think that the main character is really annoying in the dub. So, no, I, I he's fine. It's like I my girlfriend. So they did a thing where in season four they didn't finish the recording of the dub before covid lockdowns happened so they sent everyone home with their recording equipment and they finished the dub in their home studios but they did that on the well to try and recoup their own costs they they when they released season four funimation sent it to like hulu and crunchyroll as just like whatever they finished recording before covid and then just gave you the rest of the season so you could finish watching it but it's just subbed only and not dubbed so they put the full dub season is only available currently on Funimation's website and their app. So that's how we've been watching is we got a free trial to the Funimation app and we've just been watching the the dub that way for the the fourth season. And so you know, I my girlfriend I guess watched a bunch of episodes on Hulu and she she had watched through the I think most of the rest of the fourth season and was like the subs are different. Like it's not bad, mm-hmm. but like the characterizations are different enough that she was like it's fine but it's not the same so right. i didn't want to switch over i will probably once i'm done i will probably switch back and just see how they sound because nothing yeah. is funnier to me than when i switch back from listening to sean shimmel do goku to hear the original japanese voice actor shout frieza <laughs> so my favorite things it's just the voice difference in them oh yeah but, it is always fun that's like like mm-hmm. i watched attack on titan subbed mm-hmm. and then dubbed and it was like grating to my ears to hear mm-hmm. the main character talk because i was like this is not the same thing <laughs> And right. I also watched My Hero Academia on Hulu, and mm-hmm. you got to add commercial time in there too. Yeah, that was destroying. It's, just... <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. So I was so grateful when my girlfriend got the, the Funimation subscription because Hulu ads adding an extra five minutes onto each episode was destroying my will to watch the show. One hundred percent. All right, TJ. Ooh, Next TJ gets to TJ. Speak. Yeah, uh, it's uh, come to daddy. Um, <laughs> what else did you okay, watch? Okay, what did you watch? <laughs> ha 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 ha. Um, oh. <laughs> that's, uh, this is, this is uh, it's, uh, it's an Elijah Wood movie. Um, oh, and it, it uh, typically, in a, in a, well, in a very typical, like, Elijah Wood fashioned with the stuff that he comes out with now that he's sort of involved with um behind the camera as well as in front of the camera um it's it's sort of like leans towards like uh like violent fun mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of you know over the top uh he, he does you know, whatever unexpected. he wants now yeah, <laughs> yeah. he just does I things that he it. wants to I do love it. Fun. yeah and um like uh, I, I got big love for him because he was um, a producer on La Mandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, have so you that seen was, that movie, TJ? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's on my list. Oh, okay, anyway. cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So uh, it's basically about this. Um, he plays a guy who's in his 30s. He's just like the hipsteriest dude I've, I think I've ever seen. He's got like the same haircut that Timothy Chalamet does when he's playing Henry V mm. in The King. Uh, like bowl, so just like hardcore kind of bowl, bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and nice. like a little mustache and then little rolled up capri pants and, <laughs> and turtlenecks and things. And he's just a fancy, dainty little man with a lot of hats Great. And, and toms. And uh, and he's going to like hang out with his dad who he hasn't seen for, for a very, very, very long time. He's coming to daddy. And, and so his dad is like a scary old drunk guy who lives by the ocean and uh and he just like progressively gets like meaner and meaner and scarier and scarier and uh and it, uh, the movie ends up taking a real turn that uh i find uh rather uh fun in 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 a in a sort of sig- signature tj way of it like it's it's a very violent twist that like if you can find a way to like you know stab somebody with a pen covered in human excrement and make me laugh jesus Ooh. it it sure it sure they sure did that they sure managed to pull that off and so you were talking about this with when we did our creep review uh and i think you classified as more of a thriller than a horror isn't that yeah 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 i mean it's it it plays with you a little bit with Mm. like some of the tone and and what it does um and uh i uh there's a there's a guy uh, michael smiley he's an irish actor that i really dig um, who's also in it? Um, who this plays like the scuzziest looking dude I've ever <laughs> seen in my fucking life. And uh, but yeah, it was. It's overall like a really, you know, it's 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 a fun time. It's not it's not anything like, it's it's not going on like my top five or anything. Like it's yeah. it's it is it is good and fun and unexpected. Um, and that's exactly how anyways. I felt with the. I don't feel like I belong in this world anymore. Uh-huh. Whatever that long ass yeah. title. Mm-hmm. We reviewed that. Uh, a little while ago and it was that kind of thing where like there was some definitely some surprising like shocking things that happened in that movie right but it's also like a fun time and it's another elijah mm-hmm. wood one that's just a fun one to watch he got to pop sure. out some ninja stars and just throw them <laughs> yeah <laughs> throwing ninja stars was the best part of that movie <laughs> but uh yeah i mean not 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 a ton to say i mean like i almost entertained not doing that one because i had already mentioned it and kind of given like a little mini review before yeah because i had also seen roadhouse lately Ooh. uh re- recently so but but there we go that's that's come to daddy it's come it's, to daddy it's good does anybody famous anybody else famous besides does anyone play his daddy <sighs> yeah um i i can't i can't really get into it without sort of you know giving away some essential bits that oh, okay. I, I feel should remain sacred so oh, okay. i I don't, I don't i don't think i'll yeah Where, i don't think i'll say too you much. don't have to Where'd say you, you don't have to say but it's, it's, it's good enough for me to not want to say it there you go so where'd you where's it was it quality ah uh, fuck if i remember oh, okay. uh, i <laughs> think it was i think i was on prime maybe <laughs> sure okay. Somewhere out there. Fuck you. Why would you figure it out for your fucking self? What do you want? What are you a child? I want you to put it on there for me. You just never operated a stream platform before in your life. You want me to come over there, hold your hand? You have a you have a mustache, Sammy. You're right. I do. Do I look like Elijah Wood and come to Daddy? Kinda, yeah. Okay, cool. Which means that you should be self-sufficient in figuring out. You're right. I totally can. I have that. I can't remember. I'm projecting. It's fine. It's okay, DJ. Don't cry. <laughs> TJ, stop crying. No tears. <laughs> no 
tears. All right. Oh, 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 we're going. We're we going. We need to spin it. Just went right back where it came from. Hell yeah! I've noticed with that wheel that it just goes to the same spot every time. But since you remove things, <laughs> it, it's something new every time. Mm. I don't know how to fix. I mean, it's not a perfect system, but um, this is me. Um, I'm gonna do a quick little video game roundup. Um, my sweet boy Andy. Um, I'm gonna be the best man at his. Uh, wedding that will eventually happen um some year at some date um and he gave me a quick uh a, an early gift and gave me his old ps4 which i never had a playstation ever in my life um so i had to make up for lost time and play some playstation games that <laughs> i had never played before um so i just wanted to go through some of my the highlights uh uh first one was the spider-man game that game was nice perfect it was mm. it was great it was so much fun being that um, I, I I know I've played some of the really old ones where you can kind of swing around, but this one like you 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 feel like you're Spider Man. It is insane. I could just spin around like fly going around swinging around the town the entire for the, like an hour without actually doing anything. That's how much fun it is it, to does, just swing around. Does it have game. a tutorial it's, voiceover by Bruce Campbell where he goes and eats a sandwich? Because <laughs> no. that is the best part of the original Spider Man PS2 game is that yeah. he just like he's telling you how to swing stuff. He's like, hold on, I'm gonna go get a sandwich, and he literally comes back and he is in fact eating a sandwich in the recording booth <laughs> as he tells you how to swing. That's so good. Uh, it's very much uh, in the same vein that I found something like Grand Theft Auto, mm. where like I I like when there's something far away that I get to travel. Traveling in the game is so much fun. Yeah, that I don't mind. Or something like Skyrim, where I'm like, I'm, can I fast travel to this place yet? I yet I just want to quickly go to each spot. In right. something like Spider Man and Grand Theft Auto, it's like I enjoy the traveling part of it is so yeah. much fun that I I could just swing around the city for like an hour. And I I set a goal for myself with these PS4 games that I was like, I'm gonna do maybe some of the side missions, but really probably just do the main story because there's so so much backlog I got to get through. But I collected every single collectible in this game because it's just so much fun to do. It's just yeah. like to go to just swing to each area and do each collectible thing. So I ended up doing almost every, all, I think I almost 100 percent at that that game just because it was so much fun. To how just was swing the uh, how was the Stanley cameo for you? Oh, it's just so sweet. It's just I watched that so online because I was like, I'm not going to play the game, but I want to see. <laughs> it's that. a little creepy. Yeah, <laughs> his line that he gives is a little creepy because he's like, there's these two like college college age kids that he's like i wish you two were back together i loved you two together <laughs> it's like okay i know what you mean stan lee wise but as an old man working in a restaurant it's a little creepy <laughs> <laughs> right it doesn't work as a regular person right totally yeah <laughs> but yeah it's still great and then he, i think he's at the though they give a little nod to him at the end too don't they mm -hmm. i can't remember mm -hmm. they yeah. give they give something at the end too but that was that game was a ton of fun, and then another one I had a complete blast was with was God of War. That game is Dad so good. God of Dad of Boy. It is it really packs in the feels of the father uh, son relationship, and how he tries to be a father when he hasn't really had to be a father yet, and like the journey they go on, and then all of the cool Nordic lore that you get with it is just, it's so cool. My only letdown is like, they talk about Ragnarok so much, so I was like, that's gonna be the end of the game. That's gonna, it's gonna be Ragnarok. And then the game ended and I was like, what? And then I texted Andy, I was like, I thought for sure Ragnarok was gonna happen. And he was like, that's the name of the second game. And that's what the second game is gonna be. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay. so it was all set up for the second game, which I mean, I'm fine with, I'm so, I, I'm pumped for it, but. 
It, that yeah, that game. Get a PS5. Yeah. What? But what's, it, this, what's this bunch of bunch of runes are coming up on the screen? Hold on, let me let me translate these. What does it say? Drink more Ovaltine. <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. That's how it felt. That is exactly how it felt. <laughs> That's great. Um, but it's it's the like first out of the gate fight is with a like god, an Aesir or a god, and he, he like. You like punch him in the face and he's like, all right, it's my turn. And he punches you over your house and you land. And then the fight from that, and that's the first fight of the game is you're like throwing trees at this guy, trying to take him out and you can't take him out. You like, like crack the earth open, trying to like push each other away from each other. And it's like this, it's just like over the top, just insane fights and like cinematic stuff. Like you have to go inside of the world serpent at one point. Like, it's just like, everything that could happen does happen and it's just the coolest it's just so cinematic and something that i've never really seen a game do before is there's no loading times it is Uh, it is you are playing and it it never switch and it's it's so seamless switching back into you playing it's made to look like the whole thing is a one shot right yeah 100 percent. it never it never has to like load or switch back from the cinematic to you playing it is always like perfectly it, you can never it's no transition time and the, the loading screens are when you're going like through an elevator or like going through a door or whatever it hides the it loading screens huh. right exactly really yeah cool. it's so, ex- exa- and it's so it's just you could just play the whole thing and it's ne- there's never a loading screen and it, it is it's so cool and i'm hoping that when they come out with the, the second one on ps5 that it will still also release on ps4 that's my cross my fingers hope um but i might otherwise i might have to drop the money for it um but I highly recommend it to TJ, even though TJ doesn't play a whole lot of video games. I think Other TJ than Skyrim? Would love, yeah, <laughs> TJ, you would love God of War. It is so good. And I hadn't even played any of the other God of Wars. Like I said, this is my first time with PlayStation, so I had to look up some of the stuff because there are definitely references to him, him being a Greek god, not a Nordic god. So, like, that's a big part of it. But, like, you don't really need to know, have played through those games to just love this game. It's so good. Yeah, I went to this like little vendor shop thing, and I uh, I saw that they had an Xbox One box set thing with something or other, and they had a PS4 one with like I think the new Red Dead yeah pack or whatever. But I ended up just getting the little NES preloaded thing that's got like 500 games <laughs> that on sure. it, and that was like you know that was like 60 bucks, and that's got a lot of that's I mean, got that's a, lot a great of time too. So enjoyment out of it. It's fantastic, My, but I am considering maybe getting something, getting something, something, something. Yeah, cool. yeah, that, that sounds fun. Sounds good. Yeah, I, my dad bought, thought he bought one of those NES things, but it turned out to be like from Japan, and it was one of those like knockoff things that like <laughs> barely work. And it says it has like a thousand games on it, but you know how those go, where it's like not really a thousand games, right? But... Ah, now the platforms are blue. <laughs> yeah, whoa, it's a different game. <laughs> Neato burrito. But hey, I mean, you tried. <laughs> He's trying to be a good dad. Hey, you know, when when the left trigger doesn't shock your hand, it's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. When you don't uh, lose consciousness, consciousness when you press start, it's actually pretty fun. Yeah. yeah um, monkeys. And then the last one I want to talk about that I actually stopped playing, but I did want to talk about why, was the, I told you guys about the Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch. Oh, which yeah. I was super excited about because it's an RPG made by Studio Ghibli. So it, like... The art style and the story is all by Studio Ghibli, and it like switches in between like anime Studio Ghibli to the video game. But mm. I played I think 15 hours of this game, and it never felt like it never stopped being like a tutorial. 
It never like stopped being handholdy and feeling like it was like telling, like playing the game for me almost like the entire time. Like I never felt like it would let me just, it never became open world. It never became like, okay, go and like do what you want. It was so like, yeah, it was so like on, on the rails the entire time. And like, Mm -hmm. you have to do this. Now you have to do this. And it was never like difficult or like really, it never really challenged me that much. And then it just like every time where I'm like, oh, now I got everything mastered. Now it'll probably let me go. It'll be like it's instead it's like, here's a new thing. And now we got to tell you with, through the story how to use this new thing. And that's mm-hmm. another five hours. And I finally got to the point where I was like, I want to keep playing because the storylines or the story is pretty cool. Um, and I really like the animation, but I can't do the handholdy stuff anymore. Yeah. So I've heard that the the first game is good for the story. And then the second one is good for the gameplay. But I, I was like, well, I'm not going to, I can't make it through. <laughs> I can't make it through the first one. So that was, I just wanted to talk about that one. That, that's, that was my last kind of video game that I was playing. And then I think I'll jump into Horizon Zero Dawn, I think is my next one that I'll nice. try to play. But I don't have any time for anything anymore. So <laughs> there you go. There was my video game roundup. Mm-hmm. Playing a lot a of video gamer games. Boy. I'm a little gamer boy. Playing more than gamer. me. I play, uh, precisely no games <laughs> pokemon go raymond yeah i don't i don't count that that's a shameful oh, okay. thing <laughs> <laughs> all right back to tj oh yeah uh there's a new show on netflix uh unsurprisingly uh a, a good percentage of the youtube that i watch is like history channel stuff <laughs> and and uh, i mean not at not capital hc history channel right stuff Right, right. this is stuff that ought to be honestly but yeah 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 <laughs> i mean that's fun too but like yeah there's uh there's one channel in particular called kings and generals that i really dig and um they did this big uh special about uh the battle of tudeberg forest which was uh, uh an event that took place in like 9 ce uh in in germany wow. uh, what, uh, what's now known as uh, germany today With this and video uh, it was like, like tj's end game <laughs> 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 you, you were and, staying up late to watch this new history video. Oh man, I was hyped! Yeah, it was fantastic. Wait <laughs> uh, till twelve but, o'clock. Uh, yeah, there's. It was basically uh, surrounding like this uh, this Romanized uh, German prince uh, named Arminius who had uh, played both sides really really well to set up this big ambush and fucking annihilated a bunch of Romans and it was like one of the worst defeats in Roman history. And uh, there's this new show called Barbarians on Netflix. And uh, and it uh, discusses, uh, dramatizes this event, and mm. uh, and it's I thought it was really interesting because most of the time with the depictions of um, Romans in in cinema, it's it's primarily they sound British, mm-hmm. like that's sort of like the main tradition of that is yeah. you know like Shakespeare where a lot of like Coriolanus and all these you know Julius Caesar blah 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 mm-hmm. you know like that's that sort of set the standard in like sort of like these um, oh, televised bring, uh, stage plays up again. <laughs> oh don't 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 even I thought get you were getting there. I thought you were going <laughs> get my get my fucking Jimmy's ruffle <laughs> bringing up bringing up Branagh again <laughs> I can't be the only person who shake my fist in the sky and went, Branna! Uh, I mean, 
I, I, I have the nostalgia because he was Gilderoy Lockhart, so I, you're not Now it's you not just me. completely derailed my point. Fuck sorry, you. Sorry, I'm so now, sorry. I'm you're talking about show. Roman accents. Anyway, Roman accents. Yeah, I'm <laughs> agitated. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because um, the German characters are speaking German and then the Roman characters are speaking Latin. And that sort of adds like a level of immersion into the thing, and and Arminius the the character is sort of like you know got his feet in in between both worlds, so like he's going back and forth between speaking Latin and German when he's interacting with. Oh, cool! People. It's like a and, um, uh, yeah, Mel Gibson learning all those languages in Braveheart, right? Precisely <laughs> like mel gibson that's 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 the the only thing that ran through my mind was like, Man, sure. Man, just, just like, braveheart. like mel gibson braveheart-esque so yeah, is it i think ought to be added to marion webster this year probably. is it like the history movies we'd watch in history class where it's still doing a narration and teaching you the history or is it a hundred percent a dramatization no it's 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 a hundred percent dramatization there's gotcha. another show called empire games that does both Mm-hmm. that uh, I think does that very well. Um, but, yeah, this is just pure dramatization. And so, you know, you've got your necessary, like, puppy kicking that Romans have to do to justify, you know, enjoying watching them getting slaughtered in mass later. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they do that in a, in a way that I find, you know, probably period accurate as far as, like, yeah, they came and, you know, demanded taxes, and if you couldn't pay taxes, then they kicked your shit around a little bit. Yeah. And it happens. Yeah. And then they got slaughtered. Um, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, eventually. Is it one season? Yeah. Is that it, or is it? Yeah, it's yeah. It just dropped like a week. That's ago. fine. I never will even they, heard of it. Will they do more, or is it just? I don't know. It's a German production. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. If it's a Netflix original, they'll do two, announce a third, and then halfway through that, uh, cancel it and say, "Just kidding, you're not getting a third season." <laughs> I don't. I don't imagine they would do a second season because, like, the climax of this season is the battle of Tudorberg forest like and then like that's kind of it the second season like, just I mean, like what do you do now <laughs> yeah i mean hey. i mean obviously like he led uh, you know a life beyond that and maybe that might be interesting to do but like there's shows like the last kingdom where they sort of have like a fictionalized character that is the protagonist that's sort of an amalgam of several other people uh-huh. that were real and in that way, you sort of have a little bit of wiggle room to kind of mess around. And that's based on some novels. And so they have some, some already pre-existing material to play around with. Whereas this is just kind of a purely original adventure. Um, and But yeah, I, I recommend it. I especially sort of like coming from like the historical perspective of like the immersion and, that uh, is provided by the, the linguistic element, you know. And, and, and actually to to cite Mel Gibson uh, 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 Apocalypto um, sort of gets away with the same thing in that like it's it's native actors speaking native languages which creates an air of authenticity when you're watching it regardless of the actual historical truth of the languages being spoken you know you as a is a f- film consumer with a cultural lens you feel like this is more authentic than than the average like everybody speaking like you know michael fassbender sure. it's one less thing that takes you out of it right mm-hmm. so yeah it's, it's it's neat and good and good fights and stuff great is it is it long i uh, it's like 10 episodes cool perfect i can learn some more history to teach my kids ta-da <laughs> 
See, I always complain about the wheel, but then it all it comes down, and there's four things left, and they're one for four each of us. us. Like, it, I don't know how it, it does like it. It's perfectly it, random. It does it. How in the world? <laughs> what well, the there hell? Was that what one is time this? Where I think it was Witch December magic. where Andy had like six things in a row. It was just <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, when does Andy stop talking? <laughs> all right, here we wow, go. Fuck you. Here we <laughs> go. <laughs> oh, you're right. Sorry. So this this show is like if I go to the bathroom and I I take a dump and I stand up and turn around and go, that's my shit. <laughs> this is like if I was walking down a street and I turned down an alleyway and took it as a shortcut that's like right up my alley like this show <laughs> i'm i'm that was a long way to go to for a short <laughs> this cowboy bebop is you my favorite uh, the favorite thing that i've <laughs> of england and you I came up with it, like that a far second before it landed on this pun <laughs> this show is i don't know why it took me so long to watch the show because i know you guys have talked about it before cowboy bebop is great it's a classic yes it is a classic and i can't believe i hadn't watched it yet and i finally was like this and this is one of my things that i I watched it back in anime august so it's been a little while (laughs) since i watched it but i wanted to pick a show that i could watch all of and be done with Mm -hmm. so i I was like the only thing that i not my hero (laughs) yeah not my hero academia like (laughs) not something like i I thought about doing brotherhood but i was like that's 89 episodes or whatever it is Mm -hmm. i was like i want to try to get through and actually get through the, the the show. So this is what I decided to watch. And I just right off the get go, that that intro song is one I've, of the best. I have I never skip I there are other animes that as I get farther I like skip the intro. I never skip that intro. And Kenzie would always get she'd be like in another room because she hates anime. And that intro would come on and I would run and dance in front of her every <laughs> single time. Because <laughs> that that intro, it's downloaded on my phone. It is so good and that the music I think the music is the thing that I enjoyed like the most out of the whole show, which made it even better. Was it just like this jazz, jazzy feel that goes through the whole show that just like ups the, it makes it just so much better. I don't know. I don't even know how to really explain it. Just because of that like jazzy feel and like smooth like vibe that the show show has, it just makes it just so much cooler and so much more fun. It's an aesthetic. Yeah. Uh On a completely unrelated note, I did want to offer my condolences for your divorce. (laughs) <laughs> I know it's a hard thing that you're going to have to go through, but... You know, you spend like... one month a year actively going against your wife. Right. Yes. So. Actually, two months, because she hates the mustache, so and I so only have that for one month, too. There, I have my months <laughs> that she just despises me, but she sticks around for some reason. But <laughs> it was... It, this show, it's... I don't know, it's, what, tw- 20 episodes? 24 episodes? Maybe yeah, not even a that movie. many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... I was mad because I was not able to watch the movie because you have to pay $80, $80 for the Blu-ray is the only way to watch that movie right now. Oh, I was like, okay, never mind. I guess I won't watch the movie right now. <laughs> um, I figured it'd be available somewhere to like rent, but no, the only way is to either buy the box set that comes with it, with the show as well, or $89 for the Blu-ray. And I was like, well, right. I will wait on that till it's more available. But it's just, I love the guy's voice that plays uh, the main character. Um He's also the Toonami robot, so that yeah. was like just a nostalgic kick for me every time I heard his voice. But he was so good in it, and all the side characters. I when uh, Ed first gets introduced, it's the little kid. Right, I was like it was that first episode with Ed was kind of like grating on me a little bit because mm-hmm. it's Ed is a lot. It's like she's a lot in your face, like just being like a kid, like dumb. Like it really is completely different what the rest of the show feels like. 
But then, of course, the show does a great job as, as you go through, you start to care about that character and you're like, oh, this, they're actually great. And um, I just feel like it did such a good job caring, like doing the side stuff. Every every episode was kind of like a side mission that they were doing. And it reminded right. me a lot of like Firefly where they had like the bounty hunter stuff. And I know that Firefly pulled a lot right from this. Uh-huh. Um, it was very influenced. Yeah. Um, and it reminded me a lot of the yeah, bounty, bounty hunter stuff. But then the like through line of the main plot being brought up throughout as well as it was going through was really cool. But it was also cool that there would be like a whole story that wouldn't be brought up again. It was just a cool like the uh, they go and help this one girl and then that's it. And that's done. And then you move on. And then there's a um, little corgi that's through the whole thing. Yeah, it's perfect as well. And my one complaint is that I took too long to watch it, and all I wanted when I finished the show was to buy merch for it, get something, like a shirt, something, and there's nothing anywhere. I went to Box Lunch, and they had, like, a mug, and that was it. <laughs> like, they don't have anything any, anywhere right now for it because it's been around forever, so they don't really have a whole lot. I know there's talks of them doing in live-action movie is. It's or live-action show. They're filming it. With John yeah, Cho so and Spike. I'm so excited. Hell yeah. So that's my hope is that when that comes around, there'll be more, <laughs> there'll be more merch yeah. again for me to get something because we'll I just, it was, I love that show. I couldn't even like, I was like, how did I not watch this show? It just every, I was like, this is just so awesome. And every time the music would kick in during an action scene, I was like, this is so cool. I was like losing it watching this show. Right. It's awesome. And mm-hmm. I'll probably, I, I, I'll probably just end up watching it like, once a year because I just, it's so good. Right. I loved it. <laughs> so there you go. That was my last Weeboo talk <laughs> for a while. For <laughs> Until a year. anime August comes around <laughs> we'll again. Won't watch anything for another year. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're down to it, boys. Oh. Okay. Before TJ talks about this, why is this not a whole episode dedicated just to talk about this one thing? Wow. Well, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know it meant that much to you. <laughs> Thing. Had you never seen uh, this yeah. before, DJ? I had not. Oh um, my god! This is yeah, my childhood. Had... <laughs> well, it's funny because like I had toys from it. Oh really? Because I have to my imagine my my poor mother was at the store and was like, "Boy, like Star Wars, this look space. This look. Or is there man, like man, McDonald's man, toys? At man, one point? space boot gun, gun, space boot toy man for boy. There yeah. we go. And Matt Damon. And so yeah, I had a few like you know purple aliens and 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 weird kangaroo creature type things from. from I swear movies. there was like a McDonald's time or a McDonald's toy though. Maybe that was it. Probably. Because I remember having uh, those toys too, I think but I don't remember. Burger King. I think it was Burger King. Ooh. Yeah, because it wasn't King. Disney. No, no, it's Don um, Bluth. So what movie it's is Don it? It's Don Bluth. Oh, yeah, sorry. Maybe you should say what the movie is. I'm well, sorry. All Dogs Go to Heaven isn't Disney. No, it's that's Don Bluth. Right. But like, uh, but he did do Disney stuff, too. Yes. Because he, he did like the Rescuers st- and stuff like that. He started at Disney in like the 70s, mm-hmm. and then they, in like the worst time to work for Disney, and they pissed him off, and he said, fuck you, I'll go work for, I think Warner Brothers is mm-hmm. kind of what he, he did. And he went off and made like, two to three animated movies a year for like 10 years and made a ton of money while they were not making very good movies mm-hmm. was it like secret and nim mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah he did, he did Tale. yeah done oh, oh five five yeah. yeah yeah so yeah he, he done he done some good ones and um and so yeah it was interesting because like i had like a memory of you know having 
uh, like, uh, well, it's funny because the main character's name is Kale. <laughs> mm. that's, that's, that, that, that was a good a, chuckle. A tight, hey, hey. 30, 30 times I heard his name. Did you ever say the name, the name of the movie yet, DJ? Nope. <laughs> I say go the whole time without saying it, see if people can guess. Oh, yeah, this well, well-known film. Yeah. But uh, it was it was fun. It was you know very much you know a kids movie or whatever. What the fuck? I don't. I am I not picking up on something? You am I too big to be continuing to do this stupid <laughs> fucking podcast? What? what? Oh, Titan AE. There you go. I forget that I forget that I can see the thing, and that nobody else can, and that nobody can see me rolling my eyes at whatever. Too. Yeah, 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 anyway, yeah, it, it was it was fine. It was fine. That's all you got was, to say. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it was an unremarkable sci-fi movie for children. And, I mean, the character design on some stuff was cool. Like, mm. the turtle man was fun. And I was upset when I thought he was dead twice. Was he yes. turtle uh, Was he turtle enough? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I, would, I would say he was appropriately You didn't appropriately like cartoon Matt Damon butt? That didn't up it for you? No. Oh. Wow. Wow, because he didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't cartoon Matt Damon Thundergun. Uh, yeah. How is TJ close. supposed to be impressed if there's no Matt Damon animated Thundergun? And also, <laughs> Thank you. we see we see Raymond's dump truck on the uh, on the daily. So like anything less. You guys see that on the daily? On the daily. On the daily. Are you hacking into my webcam? <laughs> if so, there's a lot of stuff you're gonna have to get real cool with real quick. I remember. I I think it was even like in college maybe Andy you can tell me that I was like you haven't seen Titan A we're watching Titan A and I like brought you over I put my VHS tape of yeah. this movie in and we watched it do you do you, what what was it high school or was it college uh I don't remember <laughs> and so. then I remember we put on um Creed because they did a Creed like music video tie-in yeah, <laughs> I guess so it, is like Creed music video. Uh, it is like 2000 I love right this movie time. Maybe I have to watch it again through TJ's eyes, but as an unremarkable film. <laughs> what I you... I wouldn't rec I wouldn't rec yeah no yeah yeah I I, yeah watch it watch it again through the eyes of somebody who actively hates other people's joy, <laughs> and 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 then and been... then maybe you'll see if it holds up. What have you brought you to watch it? Why did you decide to watch it? I was watching it with uh, with with a friend. Yeah. Oh, um... did the friend see it and say you need to watch this movie, or was it just let's put on Titan E? Yeah. She did. Yeah, and she didn't. She she she, she 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 had a rosier perception of what how it was too. I think it's like I will, because like every time it was just like whoa look out like like she was like oh boy this sure is a kids movie yeah. I, I remember this being way more badass and I was like yeah well but there mean, are some badass stuff nine. in it it gets pretty intense and serious and like the one guy gets his neck broken like it's not like just a kids Sammy movie. Sammy is so heartbroken. <laughs> I just, I just, this movie's so good. I don't understand. I, I will say that Sammy, I, 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 got I shouldn't taken be that surprised it, because DJ, of, like, DJ doesn't it, like most movies, so I shouldn't well, be that upset about it. But well, like it was, it was the same thing that like I can't watch Berserk, even though like it's like for all intents and purposes like should be something that's very much up my alley. Is it like when you throw like a like a, a CG background? on a traditional animation thing i just go this looks dumb and bad mm. and and especially because of the era that it's coming out of like it just like whatever like the hollow deck being cg and then like don bluth style animation over the top of it it looks like really hokey and strange mm. 
and and so like especially when it's supposed to be action sequences that you're like seeing like meteors and stuff getting hurled and a bunch of time and effort has been put into traditional animation to make like these big cosmic things look really nice and then you've just got like this like sort of silly like almost like like gif looking <laughs> quality thing sort of floating mm -hmm. by and after that i'm like oh like i don't know why you didn't just do commit to just doing this all 2d i don't know how much money or how many corners you saved or if it's just like a state-of-the-art thing new millennium, at the time <laughs> Yeah, yeah there were there was there was a lot of like cool as hell. It was it was it was of its time. It's of and its I imagine that, that if if you watched it when you were a child and had your Burger King toys and and you have that connection to it, then you might enjoy it more than more than Meanel Taylor did. Andy, did I, you like it? Or you lie to I, me? I remember <laughs> Are y'all gonna just tell me? You that better fucking you lie to me. You right lied now. to me this whole time about the movies that I like. I remember watching it with you. I enjoyed it and had a good time, but I could not tell you anything about it right now. I completely forgotten that movie. <laughs> and that's the best part too. Like that's I a, that's a pro years. in my <laughs> column. That's a pro in my column that you're like, oh, I don't really remember what happened. So put it in, watch it again, enjoy it again. Mm. Oh, you're okay. one of those, huh? Right. I honestly have seen that movie so many times and I agree with you there that I'm like I, I still don't really remember the plot I know his dad goes missing and he follows a map on his hand to find his pop pop <laughs> that's all I really remember and this is your that's favorite you movie and that's all no you it's remember. not my favorite movie not this, at all no. you, you just said well we, our mics are muted and you were like this is my favorite movie don't fuck it up <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I made us pause I said off air take this out <laughs> This is my favorite movie. Do not mess this up for me. And then you You're cried right, for happen. about fifteen minutes, and then we gave, and then we kept going. Yeah, because they dropped that bomb on me. Wow. <sighs> wow. Sorry, bud. Well, too this bad. This was going to be a tight eight podcast, podcast episode. Now we got to retool around it. We got to have to figure out what we're going to do now. All right, let's throw this entire the flow of this recording out. We're starting over. We're going to go watch it right now, and then we're going to come back and do a Titan podcast. Yeah, we're going to. The only problem is that I only own it on VHS, so we're going to have to get together and put in the VHS. <laughs> That'll I'm make it better. That'll be a better view. I'm not going to ask TJ where he watched it, because I know that already went down a path. And it's last, like, <laughs> when I asked where he watched it at. So I'm not going to ask him again. <laughs> He's just going to tell me, figure it out myself. I'm a dumb mm -hmm. baby. I watched it on DVD. Oh, cute. How <laughs> <laughs> quaint, says the guy who only has his own VHS. Well, that's why it looked like yeah. crap, TJ, is because you weren't watching it on Blu-ray. Um, that's why I had a bad time. Maybe the grainy of the I didn't even have, I didn't even have a bad time. It was, it was fine. Like... I just didn't have the connection to it that she did because she watched it when she was a kid, right. and then even even she was kind of like, ah, okay, <laughs> I got a couple parts or whatever. But I think I mean like there was I mean I I, I don't know I'm I'm probably being a bit unfair, but it's I really I like the, it's a kids movie and and I don't know like that, weird, that's pretty few and far between where those ones the aliens with the me. big legs I don't even know they were I like them they were cool she was yeah she was she's she's aggro and fun yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Titan A, everybody, or better known as Bob. Bob. That was kind of fun. Planet, <laughs> planet, planet Bob. Planet that's what he names planet at the end, then he creates. Ooh, we're in Ooh, a couple this one. things. I can't even see this one. Oh, 
Save me. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to keep it light, guys. I'm trying to keep it moving. <laughs> Is that what's <laughs> happening? Yeah, oh, isn't it working? Okay. No. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is my last my last thing that I put on here, and it, it, it's kind of a little stand-in for, for something I did all of October, or I, I originally tried to do all of October. I was intending to watch as many horror movies as I could during the month of October, just so I had something to do instead of looking at my phone constantly and doom-scrolling about the election. Um, yes. And then I got, like, a weekend, and I had watched more movies in the first week of October than I had watched in the previous three months. Uh, and then my girlfriend was like, you have to watch My Hero Academia. So then I watched nothing but anime for, like, three weeks. But I took off <laughs> Halloween and uh, November 1st, and we just kind of spent the two days together, and we... We're like, let's just gonna do like a horror marathon. We're just gonna do like a bunch of spoopy stuff, and we started with like a list that was incredibly different from where we ended up, because uh, neither of us were feeling half of the suggestions that we originally planned on. But uh, one thing we we uh, both agreed upon was watching the new Invisible Man from last year, directed by Leigh Whannell. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know. Andy has talked quite a bit. Nothing earlier. but praise from Let's Andy. See. Yeah. I, I like uh, that movie a lot. I had really wanted to see it, but my girlfriend does not like horror movies very much. So it was, we both talked about kind of wanting to see it in theaters, and then it passed us by, and then it's like, there's so many other things that she wants to watch instead, and that like I have a different interest in. I'm like, well, we'll do it later. So it's like Halloween, perfect chance. We had, we had all our snacks about, and we sat down and watched it, and it's fucking incredible. It was great. I'm I'm a huge fan of the original H.G. Wells story. I love classic sci-fi and horror. Uh, I have a collection of H.G. Wells behind me on my bookshelf, um, and I love the 1933 movie. Uh, it's goofy. It's it's you know it's it's Gorge. fairly faithful to the source material, but it's also like very 1930s hammy style of storytelling. I love it for that. The later Universal monster movies that they made out of it not so good. Um, but they're they're fun, but they're not particularly um, good stories. So what about the Paul Verhoeven Hollow Man. I have not watched that actually, but I, I want to. I I realize I didn't even realize that was connected until after I finished the Invisible Man and I was reading kind of like the history of the rights and what what had happened with it. And I was like, oh, Hollow Man's an Invisible Man movie. So I've not I've not seen it, but I also I don't know, know that, that I didn't is, know that either. It is apparently the horniest movie ever made. That's pretty on track for Paul and, Verhoeven. And the premise for the Hollow Man is basically like, if if a if a man was able to go invisible, he would immediately start sexually harassing people. That's also sexually very Paul Verhoeven. People. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Shanks. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'll have to check that out. Uh, I I love the Invisible Man. I love the story's over a hundred years old. I think at this point it's like a hundred and eighteen or hundred twenty years old. So it's like I love the nineteen thirties movie. But I, I couldn't think of any other way to do that story in a modern, like a modern setting because it's so goofy in today's landscape. So it really excited me to see that this movie takes the original premise, but then shifts away that the Invisible Man is not your character. Instead, he is like, he is the villain of the story and your hero is someone who has to deal with that. And I thought that was, it was an incredibly smart twist on what is you know an over 100 year old story a lot of the key components of like what happens to the invisible man is still there 
but told in a way that is not like a goofy science fiction sort of deal where he just goes insane but instead he is a uh before he has the power he is like an abusive husband slash boyfriend and Mm -hmm. like that is his whole life is he's like super controlling and an asshole and very manipulative and then he's also so brilliant that he's he's created an invisible suit so he becomes the invisible man through not like a science experiment but through like his own will so he's like it doesn't drive him mad it just makes him act on his own like bad impulses that he already has and i thought that's an incredibly creative way to tell the story in a new light and it is yeah, and anybody that says that their um superpower that they would pick is invisibility is right. a creep <laughs> like that's just <laughs> right that's <laughs> and it, it, it plays up on that so I think the, the the movie does such a good job of conveying like the neg like the downsides of what like the villainous sides of what being invisible means where mm-hmm. like and and in a way where like it it's like because he is like an abusive husband to the main character before he ever even has like before he ever becomes invisible it's like he's gaslighting her the whole time mm-hmm. where like and that's that's literally my girlfriend and i would look at each other multiple times and just like after something happened we'd be like gaslighting the movie mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> you know that's it's a lot of what the movie is but multiple times like he does something real fucked up to her or near her and like she knows it because she knows what like the dude's all about that he's like a crazy obsessed asshole who like wants to get revenge on her for leaving him and the fucked up thing happens and she's like oh uh, yeah he did it he's just you you can't see him because he's invisible and everyone's like yeah right (laughs) sure whatever you say (laughs) yeah and it's like it shows you multiple times how like it connects it to a real life situation yes in a way that like it makes sense in a horror light and also it brings like this just happens every day to like millions of people and and so it makes without it, them being it invisible, brings right? a hundred plus year old scary story into a new kind of horror that like i don't see how you could build a franchise off of it which they shouldn't but like this gave it was supposed them, to be part of the universe <laughs> this right they've been i mean there's always it's just it, this is like one of those pillar movies like uh pillar stories like robin hood and shit like that where it's a public domain story at this point so people just like there's always one in development but like universal i think has has held on to the rights and has been trying to do it forever and so when they were holding it out for a dark universe i think but after lee winnell did this johnny universal was came, cast and in the photo right? that they took <laughs> i forgot about that it was going to be johnny depp yeah. thank yep. fuck this is such a better adaptation than that would ever be uh yeah they fucking universal saw this and went we're gonna create a new version of the universal monsters fuck the dark universe and you're now our guy to like you and blumhouse are gonna do it and so i'm so happy I for think, lay now i think kind yeah, of that'd be cool. they, they were really smart about that because what they did is he was like i'm gonna make an invisible man movie and that's what i'm gonna focus on mm-hmm. but set it up in a way to where it could stand alone by itself or mm-hmm. if they wanted to bring other movies into it they could very easily do that right which i think they've learned their lesson from the dark universe that was like you don't make a movie that is solely designed just to set up an entire franchise of movies you right. gotta have a you gotta have a good you gotta have a like several good movies first for people to give a shit right and i, I don't think any of the i mean it's still very early on i doubt that universal is going to go a shared universe route again other than maybe like an easter egg 
I think it's just going to be totally, this is the way you adapt them. Yes, and I think they can have their universal monsters, but it doesn't mean they all need to, like, join up and be Avengers. No, absolutely not. I just wish we would have gotten the Javier Bardem Frankenstein. It would have been so good. Maybe. Maybe Have you seen the 90s Frankenstein? (laughs) I've been itching itching to rewatch that because I I wanted to rewatch it for this month. It's a nightmare of a movie. Don't you bring it up. And you know who's in it? Don't you, don't you it's it's our it. favorite actor, Kenneth Branagh. Oh, <laughs> it's his oh, God damn. Oh, no. TJ's going to log oh, off. God damn. Every last one of you. Yeah, that couldn't have been more planned. That was perfect. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that until after I brought it up. But, <laughs> so yeah, good. it's, you know, the Universal Monsters are something that, like, I, re- I watched a bunch of the Universal, or, like, the original Universal Monster movies during this period of like uh, October me trying to watch stuff and I finished with the last old one I watched was Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein which has the oh it's it's actually it's meets the wolfman and so it's the wolfman and Frankenstein and uh, Dracula are also there and so it's like it's a comedy it's a 1940s comedy like 10 plus years after all the original Universal movies and they're like referencing all of them in a comedic way but they all get to show up and do something and it's like even that was like it was kind of funny for a moment and i was like oh this is like 1940s comedy it doesn't really translate past Mm -hmm. like a couple jokes here and there but it was fun seeing bella lugosi show up and do something 10 years later as dracula but like there's no the rest of those movies there's only a handful of those that go past the original iteration that are any good there's so many universal monster movies and maybe like five of them are like really good so I, I had no hope for like when they rebooted the mummy. I had no hope for that being more than one good movie, oh, and it was trash. Yeah, <laughs> even the '90s remakes, the late '90s, early 2000s remakes of the mummy, are like the mummy one is good, the mummy two is pretty good, and then like a mummy three is a disaster. <laughs> yeah, Scorpion King's where it's at. Oh, that's a, a, a tangentially related, also disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was so I knew going in that Invisible Man was going to be good, and I was delighted that it was better than I thought it was. My girlfriend and I were both, like, looking at each other stressed out the whole time, and I was, like, the most scared, like, I've been watching a horror movie since I saw Hereditary. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't watch a ton of scary movies, like we said, but, you know, before, but most of them that I see don't scare me. Midsummer didn't scare me, it just made me uncomfortable, but Hereditary scared me. And Creep was, like, up there for me as well. But this was, like, it really, like, sets you into, like, so often in Invisible Man, there is, like, even just straight from the beginning, you are often, like, Elizabeth Moss's character isn't, like, center frame. And it's, like, once, like, the movie starts going and, like, the Invisible Man is afoot, you see most of the scenes from, like, the side (laughs) or, like, an away POV angle or something where, like, you're always suspecting that something's in the background. And right. like, even if he's not there, he could be there, and that's the scary part. And that really puts you into the mindset of like someone who was abused, like physically and mentally abused for years, like leaving and escaping their abuser, and then constantly looking behind their back. So it's like kudos to Lee Winnell for Oof. figuring out like a perfect, uh, n- not new but current analogy to attach to something so old and make it literally new again. It is it is an excellent adaptation. I could not recommend it higher. Sweet. I, I got to check it out. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, that sounds good. Yep. It's good. 
And all right, well, let's of... go from one scary thing to something that I've heard isn't that scary at all. Sammy, go why ahead, did you Andy. why did you spin the wheel? There's only one thing. We gotta see yeah. what's gonna land on. <laughs> why did you Why did you talk about it? It's my thing to talk about. Sorry, Andy. I was leading well, into it. Uh, well, I was gonna lead into it because the <laughs> the guy who plays the Invisible Man, Oliver Jackson Cohen, is also in what I'm going to talk about last, which is The Haunting of Bly Manor. The oh, second. funny. He is in that, and he's playing a very similar kind of, like, abuser-type <laughs> sure. character. Um, but this is the second season to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Netflix's uh, The Haunting of Hill House, which was uh, two years ago? I think it's been two years since that first season mm-hmm. came out, and it was um, uh, Mike Flanagan, who yeah. had been doing... He, he's like slowly becoming one of my favorite like horror directors of the last 10 15 years um and just because he kind of makes these kind of he started off making these small like adaptations that they were going on netflix he made hush he made um Mm. gerald's game the stephen king adaptation Mm -hmm. and then he which my sister just watched and said that it's insane which i'll have to check that out yeah um and then he did the haunting of hill house which was a 10 episode basically just like a mini series for netflix and that kind of blew me away when when it was on netflix i I watched it all because it was it was terrifying it was also like really really well made and i think it Mm -hmm. did a wonderful job of making you care about all the characters in this house it was about a family who was being haunted by this house basically and it's based on the old like a really old book that had been adapted is it shirley jackson it's that yes am i thinking of that yes yeah. but it's not it's not based off the book it, no. it 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 is very it is based off the book but it tells its own story right so, so the 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 manners because i read the book that's all i'm saying that's why yeah. i'm saying that is that the manner is the same but nothing that happens is the same because i remember going to like after it's finishing the book going to watch the first season i was like watch the trailer on netflix and i was like am i is this the same thing it doesn't look like it's the same (laughs) which it it sort of does with the second season because the second season is based on the turning of the screw which is Mm. another kind of old uh, ghost story and it it takes like elements of that story and then uses it to tell it's it's completely own thing and this second season is done by the same guy yeah he showed he was the showrunner for both seasons it has like the same cast they like american horror story did Yes, um, I really, really enjoyed the second season. I do think that the first season is way scarier throughout. I mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. to say that the second season isn't scary. I think it has some definitely has some really like chilling moments and some really scary Im- imagery. Like a lot of the ghosts in the second season are really scary and unsettling to look at. But I think that the um, whereas the first season was really like a horror story about this place and the family and how they cope with it and like the tragedy that they deal with the second the second season really is like several different love stories and how Uh. and how the sort of trauma and like what happens at this place affects different relationships in different ways and i was it it, and i was watching through the whole thing enjoying it and then the last episode hit and like hit me emotionally like a ton of bricks the entire last episode i was like on the verge of tears or crying almost the entire time and i wasn't expecting that from from this show um i do think the first it it continues something that i really liked about 
the first Andy, time. No, oh, Andy, we lost Andy. No. Oh, oh no. motherfucker. We'll never Andy. know. Oh, what, oh, no. oh, what made Andy cry? Oh, Andy no. cries uh, at everything. How will we ever? Poor little fella. Now we can talk we'll shit. We'll never know. Man, I will say that I heard that's... that it that was the letdown of that's that the second season was that it wasn't that scary. Oh, Andy, you're back. Hello. I'm back. Hey, what made you cry? What made you cry? What'd you make you cry? Um, there is a there is a surprising love story that is very very tragic. Mm. <laughs> and a, and the way that it plays out, and especially the way it builds to the last episode, and then everything that it goes through in the last episode was. I thought really, really beautifully done. And one the thing that I would say is probably my favorite thing about The Haunting of Blind Manor is how it portrays ghosts in a unique way from most stories about like haunted houses, mm-hmm. haunted manors with all these ghosts. I think this more than almost anything else I've ever seen captures like how fucking tragic it would be to be a like a lost soul trapped in a place watching everything around you. And like how you have to deal deal with what led you to that point, and now you're just stuck. And like, do you know you're dead? Do you not? How does that affect you? And I think that the show explores all of those in different ways. Really, really interesting. Better and, than uh, uh, Disney's Haunted Mansion. Much better than Disney's. Oh, Haunted okay. Mansion. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I I do agree that it's not as scary as the first season. Mm. Did but you it, say that was Garth Marenghi uh, shows up? Garth Marenghi shows up? Garth Marenghi has a uh, not Garth Marenghi the character, but the right. man <laughs> the man who plays <laughs> Garth Marenghi is uh, yeah a main player in the that's Haunting of Blind awesome. Manor. I've never and seen him in anything scary. else. So that's really funny. He he <laughs> pops up a couple times in the first couple episodes, and I was like, oh shit, that guy kind of looks like Garth Marenghi. And then like he shows up again, and I was like, that. That really looks like Garth Marenghi, and then he started talking, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's Garth Marenghi!" <laughs> oh my god, that's him! And yeah, he has a he has a like a pretty intense monologue at one point, and yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. How's my boy uh, Rahu Kohli? Because I love him. Wonderful. He's Great. he's incredible. He everybody in the show does a really good job of being like extremely likable, but also like off-putting because it's like a place that's full of ghosts <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. i really wanted to watch the first season and then because of the way netflix is i just kind of like got sidetracked by other stuff and you know i heard the second season wasn't like a lot of people were disappointed it wasn't scary but i had heard you say that like it was still really good so i'm really interested to like watch i know you don't have to do them both but i would like to watch the first one and the second one i'm uh-huh. really excited to. yeah same I wasn't disappointed. It was it was different than what I was expecting a second mm-hmm. season of that show to be, but I right. I wasn't disappointed by that because what I really liked about the first season was how how good of a story it was about the family and the relationships and the characters right. were really good, and I feel like the character work that they're doing in season two is just as good if not better than what they were doing in season one. So cool, great. I would highly recommend the Haunting of Bly Manor. And if you haven't seen The Haunting of Hill House, go back and watch that because it's very, very good. And one of my favorite things that both seasons of the show do is they have hidden ghosts just in the background of episodes mm-hmm. where it 
the it never calls out to it, but if you like look really hard down a hallway in the darkness, there will just be a person standing there. Uh-huh. Or, Peach fuzz. It could be Peach fuzz. <laughs> and uh, season two in the first season, there's probably like one or two of those hidden ghosts per episode. Mm. And season two, I think, amps it up. There's probably like thirteen to fourteen, and they're re- hidden really, really well. That's cool. Ugh. Like per episode, yeah. So mm-hmm. highly recommend. We're talking about we more did it. Boopy stuff on this episode than we talked about all of Spooktober. What are you talking about? Huey Halloween was so spooky. Yeah, no. Go watch either of those things before you go watch Huey Halloween. <laughs> yeah, please. Agreed. <laughs> okay, well, I. Uh, I think that about does it for this week's episode of Never Seen Any. I mean, of this. thank God we decided to make our roundups three per person instead of just everything we wanted to talk about. <laughs> do you remember when we would do everything we wanted to talk about? Ugh. Right. You were like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, and we're still at, sitting here at almost an hour and fifty. <laughs> well, I had to dig back. I told you I had to dig back to August to pick something. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, there's a couple ways. If you made it this far, (laughs) yeah. If you made it this far, yeah, you can send us a tweet over uh, at NSAOT pod. You can send us an email, never seen any of this pod at Mm gmail.com. You can check out our free Patreon, AKA our Facebook page. (laughs) Yeah. And we're on several different podcast apps. So tell your friends. And if there's a podcast app out there that you want to hear us on that we're not on, contact us in one of those ways and we'll do our best to get on said platform yeah so make it easier yep. for everyone absolutely so uh well i don't know what we're going to be doing next week but i assume we'll go back to a movie of some kind depends on uh, what, what yeah. it looks like what this what our world is yeah will we have movies in a next week? week who knows <laughs> tj I'm... thanks for uh, hanging with us <laughs> you made it tj I'm so tired. (laughs) Well, let's get out of here. We can let old Teach go to sleep. Let him go to sleep. You can watch Mandy and go to sleep. Lay down for a long winter's nap. So Uh, that's it for this week's episode. I've never seen any of this. We'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, we'll just say What is Roundup? Right here every day. What is Roundup? Come on, it's time to play. There's Jesse the Yodeling Cowgirl. Bullseye, he's Woody's horse. He's a smart. Pete the old prospector. And Woody the man himself. Of course, it's time for Woody's Roundup. He's the very best. He's the rootinest, tootinest cowgirl.